Forte Foundation is a collaboration between leading companies and top business schools to launch women into fulfilling significant, significant careers through access to business education, opportunities, and a community of successful women. Our goal is to connect you to the right people and give you access to the tools you need to have the successful business career you, you deserve. deserve. You deserve. Hi everyone, this is Meredith Hunt of the Forte Foundation, and I am so excited to be hosting this series of special podcasts with our 2018 MBAs on the move, also known as our role models. And I hope you've been able to check out some of the profile series that we've been highlighting on the Forte website. These are a group of amazing women, and we are going to follow up with this series of podcasts to delve a little bit deeper into who they are and why they've done what they've done and how they've gotten to where they've gotten. And today we're going to talk with Afua Bruce. Afua is the Director of Engineering for the New America Foundation. And when I asked her what she does, she sums it up as leveraging technology for social good. Afua is an amazing, inspirational woman, and I'm so excited to share her story with you today. So want to welcome Afua. Thanks for joining us today. Hello. How are you today? I am doing wonderfully. It's so good to talk to you today. It's great to talk to you too. When we talked in our interview in DC, you had mentioned that since you were a child, you had been interested in technology. It was just something you were drawn to as a kid. And I think you even told us about one Christmas when you you just freaked out, for lack of a better phrase, when you got a computer or something. It was a Super Nintendo. Okay, <laughs> Super Nintendo. So we know that that's always been a passion and interest for you. And I know that then you went on to Purdue, you studied computer engineering. Then after Purdue, you started at IBM as a coder. Yes, that's correct. Okay. I joined IBM as a software engineer. After working at IBM for a few years, you went on to University of Michigan's Ross School of Business and you got your MBA. I'm wondering what happened between being at IBM and you know being interested in coding and, and being really deeply immersed in the technology. Where did the aha moment come from? As you mentioned, I was a coder. I loved writing code. I um, I really enjoyed it. I loved making my brain work in that way. One of the projects that I worked on at IBM while I was a software engineer had to do with coding a project management piece of software as well as coding a requirements management piece of software. And in the process of writing this code, I had to work with my customer, project managers, and requirements managers to understand what all they did. Mm -hmm. That world had been foreign to me, getting my engineering degree. We didn't cover a lot of formal project management or requirements, um, customer requirements management. So I had to spend a fair amount of time learning the process and learning what those professionals did so I could accurately design the software to support them. In that process, though, I realized that I was intrigued by the project management skills that were used in tying requirements from customers all the way down to specific lines of code or specific functionality in the final technical product. By doing that, I realized this is really interesting and I'd like to explore this more. And as I began to have more conversations with the project management and requirements management professionals, I realized that this looking at problems from a different angle, from a more strategic and management angle was something I was actually really interested in. And through conversations with some mentors, I decided that going back to school for an MBA and focusing on strategy is what would be best for me. 
That's, that's really interesting. Did you, did you know, did you think at that point, well, I'm going to go back in and get an ABA and then I'm going to return to technology. Did you feel like that was always going to be a part of your career? I never considered that I would not be in technology. Okay. I am an engineer. You're an engineer. <laughs> I, I am. I love engineering. I love technology development. Those are my people. <laughs> that is my thing. Um, and so I really wanted to be able to learn more of the uh, tools and techniques around strategy development, uh, principles around management and organizational structure to step back into technology and become someone who really understand understood both the business aspect and the engineering aspect. I felt like it was really important to have people who could speak both languages mm-hmm. to be effective. Yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. It's, it's such a great combination. So I know that at New America, the technology projects that you lead, the engineering projects that you lead are for the social good. And looking at your LinkedIn profile, and I noticed that you know, you're know you very involved in community volunteering. And some of the things you had listed were the Telluride Association and the United Way and a reading tutor for homeless children. Where does that drive and interest come from? You know, your, your interest in giving back to your community? And then is there one of those that I listed or maybe something that I didn't list that's really closest to your heart? Sure. I have always, I think, um, just found it really important to be a part of my community. As far back as I can remember, and specifically, especially in high school, I always remember it being important to myself as an individual and also my family to be a part of the community. And to me, that really means that when you have resources or when you have time to give or to come alongside people who may not have the same skills or financial or emotional standing that you have, being a part of the community means partnering with them and helping them get those skills or using your skills and your resources to meet someone else's need. I think I've taken that to heart in my day job now, but even before, even while I was working in the private sector for IBM, finding ways to give back to my community and to really be a part of the community has always been important to me. As far as what is closest to my heart now, I think of the activities that I have been involved in over the past few years. My work with the Arlington Food Assistance Center is something I'm really proud of. We have a lot of food in this country, and we also at the same time have a lot of people who suffer from food insecurity. And I just have a passion for growing things and feeding people by volunteering at the... I have a passion really for do. eating, so I can... Relate. I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I like other people to be able to eat and eat healthy and make those choices for themselves, too. And um, by getting involved in AFAC, the Arlington Food Assistance Center, it's just been a great opportunity for me to learn a little bit about nutrition and use some of my cooking skills to do some cooking demos or nutrition wow. demos for some of the clients who come through AFAC to pick up food. I have also gotten to learn about gardening. I now help manage a plot against hunger where everything we grow is donated back to the um, back to AFAC to then be distributed to families. So families have access to fresh produce. Wow. So is this something you do year round? Is it, you know, just during growing season? The gardening is during growing season, late spring through early fall or late summer. And I'm usually out in the garden a couple of times a month. 
it's not a huge garden. Don't be too impressed. It's just <laughs> 400 or 500 square feet. Uh, but I do that and help manage a team of volunteers or help manage volunteers, help find, yeah. manage volunteers to work in the garden. Uh, the cooking demonstrations and the nutrition demonstrations, that's more of an ad hoc basis as they need people to fill in for classes. There are other instructors who do it on a more regular basis. But when those instructors can't, I... I step in and do the demos or the nutrition classes. That's really cool. Um, that's so interesting. I love that. Just as a side note, at the recent NBA conference in Atlanta, we had a power pitch competition with women who are current MBAs. There were four finalists and they each talked about their product that they want to launch. Anyway, one woman talked about food waste and her product is about taking vegetables and fruits that aren't cosmetically acceptable in grocery stores and taking that mm -hmm. perfectly good fruit that just may be slightly misshapen or you know has a bruise on it or something. And they, she's using that for her new innovative smoothie product. There's just so many, so many interesting conversations going on about food. Um, anyway, I think that's great that you're doing that. Yeah, that's a particularly really interesting example. I like or um, the using blemished food and repurposing it is something mm -hmm. I think that's gotten a lot more traction over the past several years. I hadn't heard of that particular model though to use it to make and sell smoothies. So yeah. well, I'll send you I'll send you a link. She's really she's she won the competition, so you know she's gotten some money. Yeah, and going forward. Oh, I'm excited to read about it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so you, when we were in our interview, you had mentioned um, that, I think your quote was, there are not a lot of women who look like me in the industries I've worked in. And I wondered, you know, as an African-American woman, how have you experienced that? I just wanted you to talk a little bit more about that statement. And then what advice you might have for women who may be experiencing something similar? It's no secret that engineering, especially computer or software engineering, is dominated by white males. It's no secret that the um, national security organizations are also dominated by white males. There have been several efforts, and there continue to be a lot of efforts by so many different parties from so many different angles focused on increasing diversity. But in the meantime, it can be a little bit challenging to feel on a regular basis that you are a minority and to recognize the different perspective that you bring often into the rooms in which you're in. What I have found to be helpful for me is to look for a support network. That means, yes, some people who look like me, but oftentimes a lot of people who don't look like me. It has also required me to make sure that I stay on top of my game, making sure that I keep my skills strong. That I think is something that I would advise anyone, regardless of what you look like or what your beliefs are or where you stand, to keep your skills strong. But I would say that I, um, I do feel more of a, a pull to make sure I do that. I, I think my advice to people who feel as though they are a minority or sometimes an outsider into their work environments for whatever reason, my advice would be to recognize that at times it is going to feel frustrating, it is going to feel exhausting, but by focusing on the work that you do, the skills that you bring, and also, equally important, advocating for yourself and making sure you show and demonstrate and talk about your accomplishments and your contributions, you can continue to succeed. Yeah. 
I think that's great advice. And I like that you said it really could be for anybody. You know, some, some things are just universal. Um, speaking of, you mentioned mentors just a minute ago and, you know, you look for people to, you look, you've looked for mentors throughout your career. I remember you saying that when we were in DC, that that has been really essential to your success is finding, um, people to help support you in your career trajectory. And I'm curious, um, what have you had a singular mentoring experience that's particularly been worthwhile for you, you know, either as a mentee or a mentor? And then my other question is, what advice do you have for people who are looking for mentors? It, it can be a little intimidating, I think, to some people, you know, especially the women out there who are listening who may be, you know, early career or still have, you know, in, in getting an MBA. You know, how do you approach somebody to ask for their help, especially if you don't know them that well? Sure. To the first question about whether I've had a singular mentor who's been extremely important, I will start by saying um, or by repeating a piece of advice I got when I was a baby engineer at (laughs) IBM. And someone told me, don't think of it as finding a mentor. Think of it as assembling your own board of directors. This means that you have different people who are in your life for different reasons. And I think also that's helped me frame it, um, my search for mentors, less I need to find one person who is the be all end all, who is the person I want to be when I grow up or has the most advice to give me to, oh, I can use this person to help me with leadership. I can use this person to help me with my technical abilities. I can use this person to help me with some of the emotional intelligence aspects of my job. Yep. One of my most influential mentors, though, I would say, was a mentor who I had just before going to business school. He was someone who I interacted with while I was at IBM. He was a colleague of someone in my management chain, and I had interacted with him through my colleague, um, through the colleague who was his colleague. Also, we struck up a mentor-mentee relationship, and I was I was talking about some of both my frustrations with my current job as well as the things that I was finding that I enjoyed about that current position, about that position. He suggested, you should go to business school. And I said, well, maybe, I don't know. And he laid out the reasons why I should go to business school and helped me with my career search, told me about organizations such as Forte and the Consortium, uh, the Consortium for Graduate Study and Management and really encouraged me along the way to the point when I didn't want to consider some schools because I thought they might be out of reach or they would require, would require too much of a lifestyle change, as though <laughs> any MBA program wouldn't have required a lifestyle change. Not really sure what I was thinking there. Um, but he helped, he helped me work through that anxiety and helped me uh, and just really pushed me along to achieve my goals. Yeah. He then you know continued to be supportive as I went through business school and as I was looking and deciding on my first job out of business school to take. My advice for women or for anyone who is looking for a mentor is, I'll go back to that, build a board of directors. You don't have to find that perfect person. You also, it's also fine to have as a mentor someone who is not that far ahead of you in your career, maybe just one promotion ahead of you, mm-hmm. or even a peer who has a strength somewhere where you're weak. If you do find someone, though, or if you do identify someone 
who is several stages ahead of you in the career, some several degrees of connection away from you who you're not that close to, I would say just ask. Um, that's the first and most important thing. I think oftentimes people can talk themselves out of why they should do something if they feel a little intimidated by the situation. Yes. But just asking is, is the thing to do. I think also, though, balancing that with trying to find some type of connection and also realizing that the more disconnected you are from someone, the more busy they likely are, and realizing that if someone doesn't get back to you or someone says not at this time or a flat out no, it's not a reflection of you or your ability to be mentored or of you in general. It's just a function of that person's time and schedule and demands that that person has. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, something you said about, um, you know, having the mentor who helped you make that decision about business school reminded me of uh, one of the other role models I interviewed, Sweetha Arbuckle. She's at Amazon Web Services. And when I interviewed her, she said one of her tips, you know, career tips was find people who aren't just going to tell you what you want to hear. They're, they're people who are going to push you. And, and, you know, that's, it's not always going to be comfortable, but, you know, find those people who are going to, who might see something in you, you don't see in yourself. And, and maybe they're going to push you to consider things that you hadn't before, rather than just people who are going to, you know, say yes. And, you know, just agree with you. And mentorship can be so powerful in those kind of instances, I think. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. It's important to have those people because, as you mentioned, they can call something out in you that you didn't see in yourself, but they can also keep you honest. We've all had times, I'm sure, where we are sure that we are in the right <laughs> and someone has wronged us and how dare this other person. And you can then go back to your mentor and replay the conversation and replay the actions. And if you have that strong mentor, even that strong friend who at times can say, no, no, no. In this case, it was you who was actually wrong and you need to figure out how to remedy this. I think that is equally as valuable. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's, Oh, shift gears a little bit. I wanted to talk about confidence. My work at Forte, I'm, I'm, I read a lot about trends and things in the marketplace. One of the things that, that seems pretty clear is that women often struggle with confidence more than men and that men will say yes to projects. Women tend to want to think about it for a while. And, you know, that, that often um, we had a speaker at the Forte conference in 2017, and she was a journalist who had written a book about confidence and said that confidence often wins over competence, which is kind of unfortunate, but it, it's just in terms of, you know, getting promotions and getting jobs and, you know, confidence is super important. And so I wondered, have you ever had, mo you seem like a very confident person, but, you know, have you had moments where you felt less than confident? And, and if so, how did you overcome that? And, you know, what advice do you have to, to women who may be struggling with those kinds of moments? I have definitely had moments where I've struggled with confidence and I've questioned whether I can do something mm -hmm. that has either been given to me or that I'm considering taking on or volunteering. I think most, if not everyone has these moments, if we're being honest with ourselves. And right. so I think the first thing that I would tell people is when you have those moments where you question your ability to do something, when you know you have the skills, recognize that you are not alone. Um, we are all special, but those moments <laughs> of insecurity and self-doubt 
something that everyone faces and you're not unique in those feelings. I think it's also really important to continually remind yourself in those moments of your prior accomplishments. I think it's important to keep a folder at work or this is something that I do anyway. I keep a folder at work of previous awards I've gotten or emails I've gotten from colleagues saying thank you for something. And I rarely look at it, except in those moments <laughs> where I'm sitting down and wondering, can I do this next thing? Um, and it's at those times that I go back and read some of the acclamations that I've been fortunate enough to receive and remind myself that I've tackled challenges in the past and I can tackle them again in the future. Yeah. I think um, it's also important, again, to that support network, whether it's a small circle of friends, your family, or whoever else, to have someone you can go to who you know if you pick up the phone and say, I am really struggling right now. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I am not sure that I can go for this promotion, that I can accept this job, that I can give this presentation. So you have the person who's going to say, you can do it. Yeah. Take a deep breath, pull yourself together, and go do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? You, you need to find those people also. So I think reminding yourself of your skills, reminding yourself of what you've accomplished in the past and that you've tackled challenges in the past and having a support network who will remind you to pull yourself together and just do it. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. I like that idea of keeping a folder. Um, I've heard some people say things, something similar, you know, maybe they have a folder in their email where anytime they get a nice email, they stick it in there and just pull it out when they need to remind themselves that they really, you know, are, um, that they can do, they can do these things. Sometimes, I think people don't realize what they can do until they're actually doing it. And so if you think too much about something in advance, I think that can trip people up. Sometimes you just have to jump in and get do, get to doing that thing. And then you realize, okay, I can do this. It's not as hard as I, you know, I was telling myself in the beginning. So, yes, so my last definitely. question, Afua, is, and this is for all of our um, MBA students out there and, you know, early career women, um, what tips do you have? And remind me, did, where you, did you have an internship between years at of your MBA years and and maybe you can if if that's relevant talk about that but just curious what tips you have for getting that first summer internship as an MBA Sure. I did have an internship between my first and second years of business school. Um I I worked at a healthcare company um doing some general strategy and management principles and uh, yes, that is, that is what I did during my internship. I think, um, as far as getting an internship goes, the, my advice is fairly simple and fairly basic. It requires a lot of hard work, a lot of research, looking, um, first looking inside yourself and thinking, what is it that I actually want to do? Not what is it that sounded fun and flashy and cool, my first week of business school, not what is it that everyone else around me is doing, but what are the types of activities that I find interesting? What are the types of fields and problems that I actually want to enter and want to tackle? I think first looking at that, then doing your own research as to 
what are the companies out there and what are the types of positions are available. A lot of schools have excellent career services who will bring people to you and companies come to you or come to campus and going through that as a start to help refine your search to help refine what types of positions you actually want to apply for. I think that's the basics. But then also thinking outside the box and saying, yes, I know what is before me, but what are some other interesting career paths that I've heard of? Or what are some other interesting opportunities that I can create for myself that might take a little bit more effort, but might ultimately lead to me pursuing my own path of success and not a path that someone else has defined for me. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. I think I remember I interviewed Hillary Lewis Murray, who started a, an organic juice company. And she was saying, there's so much more beyond just consulting. And um, I forget what the other one was something in finance, you know, she said that there's a lot more than just those two areas, you know, you could work for a startup, you can work for a local company, you can, you know, she listed off other other options that people have where and she said, you know, sometimes in her MBA experience, she felt that people just were so kind of narrowly focused, because it just seemed like that's what you people did, or you had to do or, you know, but she said, you can create your own path completely. And you don't have to sort of, you know, do what, what seems to be the expected thing. So um, it just you reminded me of that when you were talking. Yeah, definitely. And I- I think part of the reason why you're noticing that between the different role models, things we say sound complementary, yeah. is because the basics are the same, right? The fundamentals of how you work hard in business school, how you work hard at your day job are the same, but I think what really differentiates people is finding out who you are and finding out how to tailor the general principles that you'll hear throughout your life to yourself, right? We're all individuals and we all have preferences. We all have things we like, we don't like, we all have our individual quirks. Um, My friends will tell you I have lots of individual (laughs) quirks. And so you just have to figure out how to tailor the advice that you hear to what makes most sense for you. And I think, um, I think one thing that I would want to make sure, um, current MBAs or people early in their career realize, especially the the female MBAs realize, is that you have the power to create your own career. You have the power to um, define what success looks like for you. And that's not going to be what success was for someone else. It right. can be a template, but you have to make it your own and you yeah. have the power to do that. I think that's a great metaphor as a template, you know, <laughs> you, you're get you're given some basic tools and then you get to sort of, you know, use colors, paint brushes and, you know, do, do all the, you know, unique details yourself. And, and that's, that's really um, a great reminder, I think, to people. So, and I think that sums up very well our conversation, Afua. <laughs> um, thank great. you so much for taking the time. It was great to talk with you again. And, um, Thank you. It was my pleasure. Yeah, thanks a bunch. And um, we will, I'm sure, you know, we you won't get too far away <laughs> from Forte. We'll, we'll um, catch up with you again soon. And um, hopefully, I don't know if you're planning on attending the um, the event at the end of August. Did Mariska say I am. That? Okay, super. Yes, I will be there. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much for your time today. Really, I appreciate it. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Afua Bruce and found her as inspirational as I did. If you want to know more about the Forte Foundation, check out www.fortefoundation.org.